Hey, friends, it's Ryan Frank. And before we jump into today's I Love Kidman podcast, I want to do a quick thank you to DoorPostSongs.com. Doorpost Songs, you saw them if you were at Megacon. You've heard me talk about them. Uh, you've seen them in Kids Matter magazine. This is a great resource to the church, especially right now as so many of you are live streaming and you're trying to find creative ways to connect with kids and families. Go over to DoorPostSongs.com. They've got some great music, videos, uh, chords, some really great songs for kids and families, all from God's Word. So thank you, DoorPostSongs.com. Now let's jump into today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Men podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidmen, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, welcome to the I Love Kidmen podcast, episode number 39. Corey, you're 39 years old, aren't you? Uh, no, 34 maybe? Oh, okay. in five years, you're going to be 39 years old. <laughs> um, I imagine most of us are getting ready for Easter um, oh, I don't yeah. know the time has gone by so fast, but you getting ready for Easter? Absolutely. Uh, this year, it's going to be great uh, for our community. Uh, one thing that we decided to do different was instead of like me or my admin planning our big Easter event, we reached out to the church and said, hey, who wants to be on a team that helps carry out these big events for our community? We got a lot of interest and a lot of people that actually showed up to the planning sessions. And so we're spreading out the work. It's going to be a, a very just helpful group. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm so less stressed about it knowing that there's other people that are helping pull this big thing that off. That makes a big difference, doesn't it? it makes oh, a, it's going to be huge. Huge difference. Corey, you remember we, we've got, um, we pulled out. We haven't used these in a long time. And I think people still use them uh, with our girls at home. The resurrection eggs. You remember the mm -hmm. resurrection eggs, those Easter eggs, a dozen of them, and they have a little figures in them or whatever. We've decided yeah. to have used those this year. We haven't used them in a couple years at home. And um, they're creating some good conversations with the girls at home. So maybe for some of you, if you're not pulled out resurrection eggs in a while, you should do that. Um, and I love, that's, uh, that's something we're doing at, at home, but I love seeing, just like hearing what y'all are doing over at City Station, um, I love hearing what churches are doing to creatively use this window of opportunity to share the gospel and make a difference. Because the reality is so many people just simply, um, if there's one weekend of the year they might consider coming to church, it's Easter weekend. So true. be creative. Yeah, learn what other churches are doing. Which is one reason I love the I Love Kids and Facebook group because we can learn from each other. Um, and both Corey and I and our our whole team, we're praying that you have a really blessed weekend of uh, ministry this Easter season. Hey Ryan, uh, we've had a sponsor for a while. They they've been so generous in helping make this these episodes possible. They they love the I Love Kidman community. So why don't you tell us more about Serve HQ? Yeah, we'll do it. Thank you. Yeah, y'all have been, ServeHQ, you've been such great partners. And so we want to thank you once again. ServeHQ is designed to replace how ministry uses Facebook groups, MailChimp, Remind, Slack, GroupMe, those kind of things. It's sent, and it's a central hub for communication with volunteers, parents, and even students because it has safety accountability baked into the design. Um, functionally, it allows you to send emails, 
and text messages and hold ongoing chats with your leaders. So if you've not yet checked out servehq.church, um, you need to do that to see how this tool can really revolutionize the way you communicate with the people in your ministry. Again, it's servehq.church. All right, this week in our favorite things. Um, Corey, I've gone, it seems like I've gone first the last several weeks, which is kind of selfish. Why don't you go first? Start us out. Tell us what one of your favorite things is right now. Yeah, so I've I heard of Kahoot from one of my kids in the preteen ministry. Um, apparently, it's been around forever, and I'm just behind the eight ball. But it is an app, and it's web based and mobile based, and it could be on like uh, tablets, everything. But it, it's a game that is a digital-based learning platform. Um, you can do these multiple-choice quizzes, and it, it keeps track of the scoreboard on the main screen, and contestants can answer on their own personal devices. Um, it's something that we did with our preteens for an entire month, actually. We did this big uh, quiz championship thing using Kahoot. The kids really got into it. They loved building their teams, coming up with some silly names and stuff like that. So I wanted to introduce you to it. It could be a great pre-service game or maybe in-service game. And it's even something that we used with our volunteers in our pre-service huddle. I did like trivia of our four, five, six pre-team ministry and uh, had them play around with it. So it's easy to do. You can do it. Uh, you can even get a kid to set it up for you. So go check it out. Kahoot. K-A-H-O-O-T. I love it. Now, Corey and I, we don't put our brains together before we record on our favorite things. Sometimes we get lucky. Uh, like the last issue we both talked, or the last episode, we both talked about an app. Um, this episode, my favorite thing is totally unrelated. Are you ready for for Corey? It's Walmart oh grocery, Walmart grocery pickup. Nice. I haven't done it yet. Tell this? me about it. No. That's pretty crazy. I mean, Beth has really got this thing down. You order, I mean, you order your groceries on the app or on walmart.com. Everything is there. Everything in the grocery store. You schedule pickup time. You pull into the parking lot. You send a text and say, I'm here. They bring your groceries out. They load them in your car. You never have to get out of your car. You pull away. You're done. It's amazing. Sometimes Beth and I are like, what part of this do people not understand? Dragging their kids with a shopping cart down every aisle of Walmart. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a good tool for us. It seems like in, especially in busier seasons where it's like, man, do we have a couple hours to go to the grocery? It makes it a lot easier. And, um, and it's also just a lot of fun. And I don't know that, they, I don't think they charge any extra for it either. It's just your normal cost of your groceries, but they literally bring it out, bring it to your car. It's Walmart grocery pickup. We want to thank Walmart for being a partner and a sponsor of our, no, they're not a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Corey's working on negotiating a deal with them, but um, yeah, two great things. Uh, Kahoot. I'm going to check out Kahoot Corey. Cause that's a first for me. And it sounds like a lot of fun and Walmart grocery pickup. It's 
today we'll be hearing from Mike Clear. Mike serves as the Director of Children's Strategy at the Rethink Group. Mike lives in Cumming, Georgia, and his amazing wife, Crystal, uh, has the most amazing name. She is Crystal Clear. Together they have two children, Nash and Kennedy. And fun fact, Mike and I graduated from the same college, Mid-Atlantic Christian University. Today, yeah. Mike is it's the small world. Yeah, it Today, is. You really didn't know that. I mean, you just no. found it out. Just look at him up. It. I think you have awesome. any stories on him. No, not a, not a better all. question is, does he have any stories on you? Ooh, he's a little bit older than me, so I think I'm safe. All right. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm interrupting your mic clear intro. I'll shut up now and let you finish up. <laughs> it's all good. He's going to be our expert guide when it comes to volunteers, something that we all need to lean into and know. So let's turn things over to him and see what he has to say. The scope of your influence is determined by the success of your leaders. And when you empower your leaders, you begin to expect more, not less. So when you expect more, not less, I think um, three things are going to help you in this. Expect more, we would say expect more, not less, so that leaders know they're doing something that matters. Expect more, not less, so that leaders know they're doing something that matters. When you are recruiting small group leaders for your ministry, you never ever want to start with the what or with the how. You always want to start with the what, the why. Right? You want to start with the why because we're asking you to be a part of something that matters. That we're asking you to be a part of something that is life changing. And it's our job to empower our small group leaders to feel that responsibility. Because you and I know that nothing could be greater than a child or a student experiencing a glimpse of the love of God through someone in their lives who gives them a glimpse of the love of God. Right? Like nothing could be more powerful than that. And so we want small group leaders to feel that responsibility, to feel that responsibility to get to know the details of a child's life, to begin to know their parents, to begin to have the conversations with them, to, to help answer the difficult questions. And we want them to be able to own that and respond to that as well. Here's what we would say. If you want small group leaders to know that they're doing something that matters, give them a job that matters. I have a daughter. Her name is Kennedy. She is in third grade. Kennedy has had the same small group leader, small group leaders, because there's two, since kindergarten. So at our church, they have a relational base model for small group ministry, and they ask their leaders to serve with a certain group of kids throughout the elementary year. So since kindergarten, my daughter has had two small group leaders. You know who they are? They're Natalie and Northy. And Natalie and Northy are juniors in high school. So think about that. They came into my daughter's life um, three or four years ago, and I've been constantly been a part of her life. And I gotta tell you, high school students as small group leaders is an awesome thing for elementary age kids. My daughter think Natalie and Norley are rock stars. She looks up to them. They are a part of her life. And I, as a parent, I am grateful that they are doing, that they committed their life to something that matters. And I'm telling you, the small group leaders that you are looking for, they are out there. They are just waiting for an invitation to do something that matters. And I'm grateful that Natalie and Dorothy and other leaders that you know stepped up and rose to that challenge. Okay. Secondly, we would say expect more, not less, so that leaders know what you want them to do. So that leaders know what you want them to do. Once you successfully talk about the why, and you invite these people to be a part of your small group ministry to say, we want to invite you to do this to help change the lives of kids and students, 
The next questions you're going to have to answer are the what and the how. And this has to speak to a job description, which isn't fun to say, much less to put down on paper. But it's important that you are clear in your expectations of what you want small group leaders to do and how exactly you want them to do that. Several years ago, our organization, um, Orange is what I work for. We're a nonprofit organization that creates content and curriculum and resources for leaders and for churches and for schools. And we spent about two years with churches talking specifically about small groups and what makes up a great small group leader. And we came around these five principles. Um, we don't have time to go through these today, but uh, these ideas of being present in the life of a kid, creating a safe place physically and emotionally where kids feel safe to do that, partnering with their parents, making it personal, and then learning to move them out. Now, all those things are found in that book that we have called Lead Small. Uh, it's a book written to small group leaders as a job description for them. You don't have to use these things. Come up with your own verbiage. The idea is simply this. You need to spend some time to talk about what is it that we want you to do. If we sold you on the why to say we want you to be a part of life change happening and what God is doing in our ministry. Now here's how we're going to do that. How is it going to look like and what I want you to do. And so once you make up your job description, you make up yourself, you can adapt what's in the lead small book. You can steal it from another church, ask them what they're doing. Whatever it is, once you land on whatever that is, you have to then begin to communicate that in a clear and compelling way and do it over and over and over again because vision leaks, right? We know that. So we're talking about, hey, we want you to be part of something that really matters. And then we're going to be very clear and concise in what we want you to do and how we want you to do that. And then thirdly, when you expect more, not less, leaders know you believe they can do it. Leaders know you believe they can do it. After Jesus gave us the Great Commission, Jesus left physically this place and he left to the disciples the commission of carrying on the work of making disciples and preaching the gospel and moving the church forward and when you think about that he entrusted that not only to the disciples he leaves that to you and i today and it's an amazing thing so the same thing is true when it comes to your small group leaders once you expect more, not less, once you invite them into the process on the why, once you are clear on what you want them to do and how you want them to do that, we do the same thing that Jesus did with us. You step back from the process, right? And you let them do what you have trained them to do. And yes, they're still under your leadership, and yes, they're still under the, you know, the scope of what you're wanting to do with your ministry, but it, it, it's all about you taking a step back from being a big deal so that they can be a bigger deal. It's you taking a step back from not solving every problem and letting them step in to do what you have trained them to do. So again, we come to this idea of expect more, not less. If you want your small group leaders to believe that they can do it, they have to know that you believe that they can do it. But they'll never know that you believe they can do it until you let them do it. All right? Thank you, Mike Clear. Boy, I love Mike. Um, Mike loves the Lord. He loves children's ministry. And what a great message um, on small groups and working with small group leaders. Um, just a great reminder um, of the value of small groups. I love what Mike said about starting with the why. 
there is such value in these three words in all areas of life. Start with the why when recruiting and when empowering volunteers. This is what our leaders need. And leaders need to know that we believe in them. Uh, I need to train my leaders and then empower them to do the work. And my ministry is healthier when I step back and allow the leaders to lead, to lead out of their gifting and to just run with it. It's an amazing thing. Well, hey, we'd love to keep the conversation rolling. This is such a practical topic. Uh, Why don't you do this for us? Go to the I Love Kidman Facebook group search for episode number 39 and tell us what you're doing to expect more um, in your team. What are you doing to speak into the lives of your small group leaders? Um, What are you doing to help your small group leaders understand the why behind what they're doing? Uh, Let's learn from each other. And once again, go to the I Love Kidmen podcast. Search for episode number 39 and let us know on the post. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidmin Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.